Look how I hide by the bay. Look how I hide by the bay. I tell the truth, I can't hide from the shade. This dude is decent, bro. Yes, sir. I mean, that dude's the decent. DJ? The DJ's all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. The DJ are all right, and the people that he's playing as well are quite yeah. decent. Listen, Miles Xavier, I don't even want to waste time with it. I don't even want to skip past it. I don't even want to. I want to just go straight, straight into it and welcome absolutely everybody to the All The Way Live podcast. This is your boy, Zulaki Gila, here with my dog, Miles Xavier. Say nothing more than a conversation between two best friends, between two brothers, two black men, you know, just uh, sharing their minds on life, their encounters, and a list of other things, you know? So welcome, welcome. Grab a plate, grab a plate, grab a drink, whatever your vice is, get some of that, sit down, join us. We're about to go in. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. I believe we are in it. I believe this is it. <laughs> ah, we are yes here. It is. We yes, are it here. is, my brother. Yes, it is. And um, what I love about this show is the fact that we're very transparent about our growth, about the work that goes into in, into putting this together. You know, you hear my brother Miles say it all the time that, you know, you're growing with us. Indeed. Indeed. You're growing with us. And so part even of that growth is try Even when it's growing pains. Even when it's growing pains, even when it's growing pains. And Miles, you you suggested um, adding a, a little bit more structure into this by introducing different topics. Hit them. You 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 talk to me about your thought process in getting into these into you know adding that portion of of structure into our show. I mean, there's a lot of things that I think it does. I think one of the most important though is. The intro, as you as you graciously, as you graciously, you know, welcome us in every time. I think less people know what the energy is like, less people know how we rock in that in the music, you know, the little snippet that you might get. Um, but once we've oriented, oriented people energy wise, I think it's also cool to orient people in terms of like, if you do stick around past, you know, 30 seconds, three minutes, 10 minutes, 15. This is what we're about to get into, right? Or at least try to circle around to, you know what I'm saying? These are the stops in the park. I don't know if we're gonna stay on the <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna stay on the path, you know? No, for sure. I do know. I do know. And part of that structure is we have broken this podcast up into um starting with the dap up, which is um a segment where we dap on in, where we open up the space for healthy conversation in terms of mind state how one's is feeling what type of energy we're bringing into this space um we go then and we talk about the last episode some of the things that we picked up you know that's part of our growing our our, our growth process and all of this we hit on some topics uh, topics that are important relevant timely appropriate whatever the case may be we jump into our stumble upon section where we just speak about things that we've stumbled upon over the week that are interesting to share to the people we then end that with additional topics that are either coming from our fans or things that we hadn't that we didn't get a chance to speak on last week and finally ended all with conversations with strangers i'd listen that to that sound? i'd sit through that how's that sound how's that menu i'd hear those things for sure, for sure. And we're going to give each one of them a go. That's how this podcast is going. I bet. Well, in giving each one of them a go, I thank you for welcoming us, running us through this topic list. Uh, I'm going to talk, I'm going to dap in first. 
to mm-hmm. give you a spe- second to breathe. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. you. Um, <laughs> what's good, people? What's good? What's good, family? Y'all, it's, it's good to be here. Um, I mean, we're not going to bury the lead on this one. Like, we have a new president. This is our first podcast recording since Joe Biden was elected as president mm-hmm. of the United States of America. Um, so that is, that has, that has both like colored every corner of my week, but also somehow not managed to be like the craziest thing that's happened. Um, so I'm in a space of just like, uh, I'm just trying to observe right now. Um, like, and I was thinking about how to explain how I've been feeling to the pod. Right. And like, you know, you know, those games where they'll be like, all right, you're about to see some shit and it'll be like. Try and just just pay attention to this video because we're going to ask you questions about this video later, right? Yes. This week has felt like the first half of that game where I'm just seeing everything. And I don't know what the questions are going to be, meaning I don't know what I'm supposed to do with everything that I've been seeing and all these observations. But it feels like the first half of that game where this week has just been like, that's weird. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. You know what I mean? And now yeah. we're here and I'm glad to be in this space to be able to chop up, break down some of those things with you. So that's where I'm at. What, what is the general sentiment in, in the streets and, and in your circle of people regarding the win? How are people responding and reacting to that? Well, my circle of people certainly uh, skews toward not hating black people. A lot that's of a good thing. People. Right. So a lot of them were very happy with the outcome. Um, and I think from those who I might suspect wouldn't be as happy, um, the few that are on like the periphery of friendship that I got, um, they were mad quiet. It was real quiet. It was a quiet weekend indeed. It was a quiet weekend for, for a lot of my hot friends. It was mm-hmm. very, very quiet. It was a quiet, it was very quiet, quiet weekend. It was a quad hot weekend. Um, so <laughs> not to, because we are jumping into the first topic, I'm gonna spin around again with the dap up. Um, thank you for dapping in, my brother, and just let you know that I'm I'm coming in from a digital detox over the weekend. Didn't touch my phone over the weekend. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It sounded like uh some dishes fell over. I have a I have a uh creative dish drying arrangement and so it may have shifted but those are problems for later later um the digital detox uh was not on social media didn't touch a phone didn't have a laptop on me for a few days so i'm very zen i'm very peaceful and i come at you with some excitement off the back of um what is you know quite 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 uh comfortably placed our first topic which is the winning of of joe biden and his elect electing electedness is that a word electedness it sounds better to me than his having been elected so yeah we'll rock with yeah i know i know because i was trying to find the swaggiest way to say that but that being said him being elected into presidency and what i was what i was asking you um because you're on the ground because you you are you are an activist what what is the what are some of the odd things that you that you witnessed throughout this process of throughout this 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 voting process and now that it's over we can look back at it um and also 
how do you feel? I think the I think I think brevity is gonna be is gonna be difficult, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Yeah. So the process was very encouraging in that like people were motivated to have in in my community, right? I think in democratic left-leaning communities, there was a huge push for um voting, right? For engagement, right? And it being recognized by a lot of people, definitely led by women, in particular Black women, um, that this is a part of our civic duty. And it also just like kind of reinforcing that Black people do have power in our, in our vote. Like we make a big difference in these key cities. And when we look at the states that were remaining, it was votes from places like Detroit, from places like Philadelphia, from places like you know what I mean? All these different, yeah. all these different spots that have a decent black uh, population. So I think for those populations in those swing states, I hope y'all, um, and I hope we as a community continue to recognize our power and continue to find it in other things besides national elections and even voting for Congress. Continue to vote locally. Um, mm. But uh, so that was really encouraging. Um, and and. I'm somebody who complains a lot about the level of discourse, right? Like, I think that we need to be talking about issues more seriously, more thoroughly mm. um, in a way that, you know what I'm saying, reflects the seriousness of the issues. And I saw a lot of people who've been in conversation step up their level of conversation and a lot of people who weren't in conversation join conversation. So that yeah. is hugely encouraging to me. The In the aftermath and in watching the votes count, I wasn't surprised, but I was definitely, I'm, I, I refuse to ignore how close it was. I, I hear people saying that it was close. The race itself was close, but the win was a landslide, which is which is possible considering the fact of how votes are are counted in the U.S. and the whole politics around that. And then yeah. mailing votes and you have the Electoral College. There's a lot of there's a lot of different um, there's a lot of different things at play when it comes to um, voting in the U.S. It's not as simple as you cast a ballot and the tally of that ballot is, you know, whoever has the majority wins. No, it's more complex system than that. It, it's, it's almost as though people are voting in line with what their, what, in what their representatives in the electoral college would have, would place forward, right? So that's touching more so on the misinformation that, that comes about in this whole period when you're talking about, oh, that's weird and it's a close race and it's it, it wasn't a close race and we can't ignore that. It's 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 just a very, the US voting system seems very complicated is what it seems like. And I wonder if you guys feel the same way and feel that same complicatedness outside of just the information, but in how the system actually works. So I am probably in the minority especially in terms of black people who I remember being taught about the electoral college as a kid in school. I remember that. I remember as a part of us history and maybe it was because I took an advanced, I was taking advanced classes. Maybe it was in those, but I feel like it was even younger, but it doesn't matter. I feel like you I remember. do look like an AP history student for sure. Shit. I didn't, as a black person, my AP history teacher, no, she was wrong. My other AP teacher did not, did not agree with that. 
But um, yo, shout out Miss Linda, man. She was actually raw. But um, what was I saying? G. Um, something about just the, oh the yeah yeah. 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 So I remember being taught about the Electoral College as a kid, as a young kid. And just thinking then, like, just it being stuck in my mind that it's not one vote, the most votes total, right? Like, is the mm. winner, whoever has more votes. It's not going to be, you know, X amount of million versus X amount of, whoop, there's a bug, mm. X amount of 100,000. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I remember thinking that as a kid. So when it, has come back up in different elections. Um, I think it came up with with uh, Bush. I think it came up with Barack and it's coming up again. Mm-hmm. I've like, I've always thought, like I've always just had it in my mind, like that is how it works. And that is, that doesn't make the most sense to me, but like, I've never- That's how it goes. That's how it goes, right? Um, that's how a lot of things in this country are. They were designed thousands, they were designed hundreds of years ago. And you know what I'm saying? We never decided to change them or do anything. To, to fix that so mm. in this moment right like when i say that i don't i won't i won't forget how close this was like when i think about bro like <laughs> when you do think about the millions of votes and who and the millions of votes versus right it was it wasn't a landslide everywhere mm. and just the mm. sheer amount of people that having seen what he is capable of what he is not capable of and what he will do mm. in the office that came back to vote for him again, bro. Like we're not, I won't, I won't forget that. That's an important lesson. Like, and speaks volumes about the state of our country. Right. Yeah. We're approaching 250,000 deaths of COVID. We're supposed to hit that before mm. the end of November. That is largely his fault. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for people to be willing to vote for him speaks to a mix of ignorance and uh, neglect, willful neglect of other people and of and of real issues that I won't forget personally. So in this moment, yeah, I'm glad Biden won because he's a more reasonable candidate, but I'm by no means thinking that the Biden-Harris ticket is a ticket that is like naturally for black people, right? This feels like yeah. a win. But it's not, it, it's, it's, it is a win. It is, it is a demonstration of our power as a community and, and voting. But there is still, what do we always say on this podcast? Bro, there's always more work to be done. You're always, always uncovering to be done. more work. So I think we've definitely uncovered the work of, okay, now we have politicians that might listen to us, that are, yeah. that are being, that we can, to some extent, hold, hold, hold accountable for their vote in four years. So how are we going to take advantage of that and continue to have serious conversations? And the last mm-hmm. thing I'll say before, you know, I, I, I throw it back to you, is that we spoke before on this podcast about what is the moment where, like, like there, there are these moments where terrible things happen, Right. And in response to that, everybody gets woke. Everybody demonstrates their care for that particular issue. Now that we won in certain places in a political sense, now is the time, right? When we're no longer the political underdog, when it's going to be less and less fashionable, right? To continue to push the narratives that we still need to, there are much more wins and much more important battles to be fought and won. Now is the moment. Now starts the in-between time. So are you going to put yeah. down your, you know, sword, pen, book, uh, keyboard? Post. Right now? 
Or are you going to be one of the people that continues to fight the fight, continues to care about these issues until, you know, it like, don't wait for it to be not looking so good again to get yeah. to, to be ready and stay prepared. So that's where I'm at. That's we'll how I see. feel. We'll see who steps up, who steps up on the play for it. Have you seen Chappelle's SNL monologue? I have seen Chappelle's SNL monologue. And it's funny because a friend of mine from London, she sent me a text and no, that's the model. Am I not Chappelle? I'm Chappelle, right? You are the, you are Dave Chappelle. I am Dave Chappelle. From the Chappelle show, yes. Where's my cigarette? <laughs> you are Dave Chappelle. Oh, it was dope. Yeah. No, it was dope. I, I, I watched it and, you know, I think the same feeling of how close it got and how disappointed one feels in this, in, 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 in their fellow um, countrymen is, you know, I think he captures that quite he catches that quite brilliantly, you know, in its in its face, just to kind of remind people that listen, even before COVID, this country was still in a state that was deteriorating socially. You know, social issues were 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 at a paramount. You know, mass shootings were getting out of hand, um, things of that nature. So, but you know, obviously, when Chappelle does it, it's always got it's always got a very um, a lot more sauce on the delivery. And I would encourage anybody to go watch it. You know, it's a, it's, it's a nice, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice piece from a thinker in the U.S. on their current feelings on the state of the country. It's not very joyous, which I find very interesting. I'm sure it's not lost on Chappelle, the irony of creating the, what does Ja Rule think at a time like this? And then, yes as a black celebrity then becoming a voice where legitimately I do want to know what Chappelle yeah, thinks yeah, at a time yeah. like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, regardless of any lack of political or ac academic credentials. So, um, but I think that lack of joy, that lack of, you know, like there's a small sense of relief, but not a, um, a sense of finality for a lot mm. of us. Right. And, uh, that that is i mean that's how it should be there's a lot there's a lot still to be done um i think one thing that comedians especially like Chappelle, are very good at and often like draw out and point out is that like you can be on the right side of an important issue accidentally right yeah you can if you can be indoctrinated by whatever news media family that you've been indoctrinated by and end up believing correctly mm -hmm. the right things about a certain issue without having seriously given it any given it in the surrounding issues and other peripheral and uh, I'm gonna use the big word analog analogous right mm -hmm. like issues that are the same thing analogous issues that parallel each other right like you can be completely like ignorant to all of those things um, and I think comedians often in like you know are, are very good at drawing that out bill burr i think also did that in a very similar space i think he was also on snl um mm. chappelle definitely did that like when he pauses and he made some joke about uh trump and then he was like uh it's like a woke meeting in here you know what i mean yeah that's yeah. very real yeah, yeah. you know and um i like that yeah it's good I, to be able to i think balance i think we i think we bodied the first the first topic I think that was a good, a good, succinct body on the first topic, which which moves us. How do you feel about that? Fuck okay. it.
Bucket. I like that. I like that. I think that that's solid. That's that. Um, and now we move on to stumble upon, bro. Stumble upon is is I'm still trying to figure out exactly what we mean by stumble upon, and this is the first time we're taking this car out on the ride. So, um, um, let's let's go about it. Do you wanna? I mean, I I I feel like I have so many because my week has been so weird. But the only only like one of the more ridiculous ones is well not even ridiculous one of the like weirder more out there ones is coming to me so do you got anything if you got something that slaps more than what stumbling onto a digital detox i'd definitely rather end with that (laughs) so i'll start i'll start with the fact that you know this week i decided to to do um a, a digital a digital detox. Um, it was just a concept that I, I, I stumbled upon. Um, and it was just a whole exercise. It was more so more than anything, a mental exercise to see what happens to the brain when it, when you don't have, when you, when you decide not to have your, your phone around you and you, any, your laptop or anything like that. This is a lot of times. Yeah, this is, (laughs) this is your brain on technology. for, For sure, dude, for sure. Um, and so going through that process, the mo- one of the more interesting things I found at first is that I had to, there were a lot of people I had to notify. I felt that very interesting. I had to, I had to tell a few people like, hey, yo, I'm not going to be available when you reach out to me. These are the reasons I'm going to be doing it. Interesting. Um, that's one of them. And then another thing too was just the concept of time. I realized that we're always locked into um our time having so much reminder of what time is of what time it is and constantly having that information distorts our perception of time in terms of um, the things we could accomplish within certain amounts of time and what we don't and the time that's taken up by distraction by by minimal distraction i found that extremely fascinating not knowing what time it is until you know, for a whole day, it's like your concept on, on what time is kind of shifts a bit. But more than anything, brother, I think it was a it was a healthy exercise, uh, an exercise of being present that I thoroughly recommend to anybody. It's something that I'm going to incorporate into into my, my my mental health arsenal for sure. How do you feel now? Well, how do you feel? Different? Very, very present, very present and very peaceful. Even leaving, um, you know, I, I had my phone locked up in the car, so. When I got into the car to take the drive back home, I didn't even want, I didn't even play music. You know, I didn't even feel to look into being un, un distracted, you know. So it, it definitely opens up a space for a presence of mind, a presence of mind. So that's where I'm at with it. Quite present. Dope. Dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought so too. Thought so too. Would you ever do something like that? Your presence is a present, my G. Um oh, man. I think, uh, yeah, I would love to do something like that. I, 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 I think I would have to take a vacation, right, from work. There would be a lot of people um, to notify. I do that in small ways, right? So I'll do it social media, but still keep my phone on mm-hmm. and active. But it is a, it is a different, um, further, an important step, I think, to like completely turn it off and completely be away from all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, it kind of makes me nostalgic as a little kid. Like one of my favorite things to do, like not even as a little kid, like even when I was like in high school and shit, like um, a game I used to play with my like girlfriend. It was just like at any given moment, if she like needed to know what time it was, like before checking her phone, she would just ask me 
right? And I would just yeah. like try real hard to like think of what the best time, like what time I thought it was based on the last mm-hmm. time I looked at a clock. And it's crazy because as you, as I became an adult, that just became an impossible game to play. I had too many meetings. I had too many places yeah. I needed to be at a certain time, right? That, that was just, I can't, I can't know. I mean, I can kind of play that game in between the hours, right? But like, it's not the same, you know? It's not the same. Um, so yeah, that it, I would I would love to be in that to be in that space again. I mean, I do that I do that to the fullest extent I can um, when I'm on vacation. But I'm an addict for music, so I gotta have. I'm always yeah, always the music and the Bluetooth thing. So how did how was this weekend without that for you? That was undoubtedly the most difficult part of it. Um, was the music thing. I was fortunate that I was around people who were on their phones and you know play music that I enjoy. So, but that was definitely one of those things of, of relinquishing. Another interesting thing too, brother, was things we do when we head to the bathroom, when we're cooking, when we're in the kitchen, you don't realize that you're, you, you are, there's a lot of filler entertainment that you utilize your phone with, especially like, um, what I'd call transitional, um, transitional, uh, transitional entertainment. Let me put it that way. Trans, transitional, um, entertainment. And it, it's, it's quite time consuming, you know, it's quite time consuming and it takes you away from being present. So I remember doing the dishes thinking, damn, I wish I could be watching Breaking Bad right now. But, you know, that's that's the whole concept of being of being present is to nullify those desires to a certain extent. And also reading a bunch, just reading a, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. That was very, very helpful. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like if anything this year with the fewer like films that are coming out and the fewer like it's been tv shows here and there um but yeah with that lack of continuous content in your face you know what i mean stream this yeah. this season of this is starting as soon as this season ends. podcasts right you know um it's definitely like not forced me to read because i love to read but it's it's i i would be interested to hear from a lot of different people and like ask people like, mm-hmm. have they felt more inclined to read just because ain't that much that's popping on TV and in movies, you know? Niggas been waiting for Reading tennis to drop for five months, nigga, like a, like a damn baby. <laughs> <laughs> Reading is a, dime, is a dime form of entertainment, bro. It is. Um, off to our, to our last topic of the day, which we, Initially, I'd wanted to be for social media and personal relations to it. I wanted to call an audible, bro, and speak to you off the heels of, uh, sadly, the death of King Vaughn, a Chicago rapper. Um, very promising at the age of 26, was shot in Atlanta. This is not new. This is not only not new, this is common. Um, especially about Chicago rappers, uh, FBG Duck was one of the more ra- uh, recent to 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 perish in a sam- in a similar manner. What is going on, bro? <laughs> What's going on? A lot, a lot is going on. Um, and like. I can give you books. There are books being written about what's going on, you know, um, by people who have been studying this uh, for longer than I've been helping as much as I try to. But I would say that you've systematically backed and stripped away 
every like resource that like a person can rely on right so like and 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 in places where you've tried to institutionally help them you've done you've taken half measures to correct for whole steps backwards right so when we look at and i mean like I don't know. We can put the link to when I was on. We can put the link to my talk about redlining in the comments or something like that. But you look at the denial of the access to wealth. You look at the biggest, largest school closures in the country happened in Chicago, have happened in Chicago. The largest public housing closures have happened in Chicago. So you're displacing people. You're not providing them with alternative housing. You're not providing them with proper education, right? You're they, what economy are they supposed to participate in, right? I mean, there was, so, I mean, this, like, what is going on is that you just have, you have kids, and when we specifically talk about drill music and, and, and violence in Chicago, you have kids that are participating in an economy of attention, right? They, they are online, they are creating what is basically self-destructive content depicting the most like extreme aspects of what happens in this community as true to their persona. And in doing so, everybody clicks on it. I love the music, I click on it, you know what I mean? People click on it to see the drama, people click on it to see the chains, the money, people click on it for a whole bunch of reasons, but glorifying these extreme aspects of what happens here there's a market for it, undeniably. King Von was just sold 25,000 records. So, mm. you know what I mean? Like, and had some of the biggest records of this year. Took it to the O, um, crazy story. Like, mm. you know, people are, people- Crazy story didn't come out this year though, but I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but like, you know what I'm saying? People are still, people are consuming this content. And so they are, they're rewarding this depiction now. What happens when, as soon as you try to leave that, as soon as you try and stop participating in that violence for real, right? If, as soon as you're not, as soon as you're trying to do better, now you don't have a gun on you all the time. Now your people are trying to move better. Now they don't have a gun on you all the time. You're a target, mm. right? You are the big, you are head honcho, you are clout god, right? So now everybody who's looking for some clout is trying to take you out, right? And it don't take nothing but some slight on social media or some the wrong gang affiliation to make to mm -hmm. give a nigga a reason to want to do that because he doesn't have he a rap career. He has nothing. Yeah. He's participating in the economy of attention. And you know what'll get him mm -hmm. a lot of attention? Taking you out, right? For mm -hmm. him and for his gang. And so, like, I mean, what is going on? I can't even, I can't even, I can't even give, I can't even give it all to you. Like. You know yeah. what I mean? It's there's too much. It's too much to get. But it, but what I'll tell you is not as simple as you have, you know, kids that are committing violence for no reason. You, it's not as simple as these are, you know, terrible kids. They're, they're just kids. You know what I mean? And they're just kids. And it's not. And even when you are here, you can tell that who's really about that life versus who's perpetrating it versus who's walking the line to get attention it's a lot more of these kids that are just kids than are actually shooters that are actually about mm. the perpetration of this violence but so mm. much attention and so much 
clout and so much comes from and protection bro so what's stopping if, if you look like you are a bad motherfucker if you look like you stay strapped if you never lacking then nobody's gonna try yeah. you you know what i mean so you have to yeah, part of perception. it is part of it is perception is protection right mm. and so in this book i just read bro like there was this really interesting case where this kid what's is, the name of the book by the way book is called man i hate these names of the books but the book is called the ballad of the bullet okay <laughs> <laughs> right right blackity black black struggle but but it is it is it's very good and in the book there's this kid that goes to court after a gun charge and the judge is reading off his social media like and it's and he's talking shit to his ops and his social media and the judge is like you're clearly still engaged in all of this violence and all of this stuff but whole time bro stopped carrying a gun and was talking mm. shit to get people to to hopefully make them can still consider to leave him alone because he that he might still be strapped right yeah. so on one hand you have what's happening bro on one hand you have the police and the judicial system and the criminal justice system who take what's going on and what they see on because they're watching youtube videos bro as intel mm. you know what i mean they're taking all of that yeah. at face, they're taking all of that at face value whereas the police at the internet they and, and on Facebook, but they're but they are but they're watching you through the lens of what you portray, right? And so mm. the police are taking it at face value. You wave a gun, you know what I mean, on Facebook. This dude has guns. This dude be around guns, right? So now they're coming to so now they're coming to get you. Whole time you don't. That's the block gun. You share that gun with three or four of your homies, right? Mm. But you got to take a picture of it with, on Instagram that day to try and up your clout because. Everybody who's in the community doesn't take that at face value. They take mm. they they need you to consistently prove what you're about. Otherwise, they question mm. you. Otherwise, they'll try you. So you have people looking at it from two different sides because of they. Uh, there's a a collapse of context, and I didn't make that up. That also came from the book. It's a good book. It's I don't a, love that. It's a great term. Though. That's a great term. It's a collapse of context, right? So people don't have the the, the correct context for this shit, but. Mm, mm. Sad, it's sad, B. It's sad, B. We're getting to a point in time now where not only are we numb to this thing, but it's 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 increasing in its frequency. You know, I I'm not sure if there was ever another time in hip hop where so many young young kids were dying at such a high rate when it comes to this um this this beefing stuff. You know, and so <laughs> I sound so old saying beefing stuff, this beefing thing. But um, as 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 a fellow young black man it definitely does hurt to see potential talent potential talent just be lost like that there's something very painful about that it's like a requiem for a dream almost you know where where a, a high tide raises all ships and so no matter which ways that we as black people are able to get successful there's a lot of families behind that that eat and come up there's a lot of children that get opportunities that never got it that that they've never had before and they get a chance to come up there's a lot of people that can you know there's a lot of job creation around one successful black man there's a lot of that right there's a lot of um a lot of lives that change around that and so seeing an opportunity like that go away is, is is really the saddest aspect of it. But I'm so glad that you broke it down exactly as to what the issue is, because from the outside, it seems as though it, it, it it's almost it's almost dismissible because of how how 
bad it is. It's like, you know, things are bad in, in, in uh, things are bad in Sudan. Yeah, things are very bad in Sudan, but things are always bad in Sudan. Therefore, we don't care, you know? These are just kids, bro. These are just kids. Just like, kids. That's another thing. They're just kids. And it's just, it's hard, bro. Like, I was literally like, you know what I mean? Like, that's... Von wasn't my favorite rapper, right? Like I wasn't looking mm -hmm. at Von like I looked at Nipsey, but I respected exactly what you just said. How many people, regardless of like people eat when a black man mm -hmm. gets when a black man gets money. If he's doing it, his if he handling his business right, people eat mm -hmm. when a black man gets money. And so to know that not only are the people that were like, bro, that's brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews going to college, that's not happening yeah. now. You know, yeah, that's, 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 that's ways out for other people that have nothing to do with this. So when, when I read that G, I was like straight, just heartbroken, bro. And I'm so tired of feeling this way. I'm so tired of saying rest in peace um, to, and I'm so tired of like, these kids are not dumb, bro. These kids see all this. I was talking to a group of teenagers not two weeks ago about their favorite rappers, and they didn't include Vaughn on their list of favorite rappers because they said he was too violent, he was too disrespectful. And while that was mind-blowing to me, they all, they all, as young kids in this generation, they saw, I think, where the line is and, yeah. and where you can live. Right. And they saw him cross it. And that's not for me to say. That's not, for, I mean, that's not really for anybody to say. But I, what I am saying is that these kids are not dumb. These kids are witnessing all of this. These kids are, and they have to live in it every day. So no matter what you have to say or how you feel about what you think is happening in Chicago, if you're not, if you're not here, if you're not, if you don't love these people, then you then you don't and you don't care to understand what's going on. Then sh shut up, bro. Like for yeah. real, for real. Because mm. you don't know what's going on over there. Listen, we, and read. and we'll keep. Yeah, listen. That's a big one, and we'll keep circling around that conversation. It's not the first time we've had it on this pod, and I doubt it's ever going to be the second time that we have it on the pod either. But it's an important question to to keep. It's an important issue for us to keep highlighting and circling because one, it's the reality of, you know, family and, and, and proximity. Um, and also, I think it touches on a lot of other uh, social issues when it talks on redlining, disenfranchised, uh, disenfranchised and displaced people, um, uh, no economic activity, um, your, your LSM communities, your, your, your black and impoverished communities, all those issues tend to boil up perfectly in the situation that's happening in Chicago. And there's a lot of relevancy into it. So I'm glad that we keep circling around it and we'll continue to do so to the best of our capabilities in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and go hug somebody. Especially. Yes. Especially. Like a, like a young black kid, bro. Right. A young black man. Right. Circling back to Chappelle, I love that his uh, suggestion for America was do a random act of kindness for a black person yeah. that you don't Not because he deserve it, that he don't think deserves it. <laughs> I love that. Um, wrapping it up now with our final, final segment of this show is um, conversation with strangers.
conversation with strangers. Well, how much time are we at? Because I actually wanted to double back on the social media conversation just a little. Let's bit. let's double back on the social media conversation, brother. We're sitting at forty. I think we're at a cool forty right now. Cool. So, mm. and I think it plays well into you saying like disconnecting from it too, right? So mm. clearly, we just saw me get all worked up and shit. Like rest in peace, King Von. Like we saw me like. Yeah really like this is this is my work this is my job and like every single black person that dies <laughs> in chicago from gun violence feels like an ale to me feels like yeah. you know what i mean um and i have to kind of you know be able to compartmentalize and 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 go about my day but how i want to bring that into the social media conversation is you were you were saying how good it felt to kind of distance yourself from that and i've always you know inherently been drawn to the same thing like just not wanna you know be on social media that much um mm. but as i continue to find myself to be the youngest person in a lot of the spaces that are like doing community work um as i continue to find myself like receiving emails and you know trying to communicate through emails and forwarding emails opportunities and stuff like that like at what point and even, you know, trying to have serious conversations about real shit on this podcast. At what point does it become a responsibility, like all the way full circle to get back to social media and like, you know, try and put some positivity out that way and, and provide opportunities and spread knowledge. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Does that become a responsibility again at a certain point or and am I being less effective than I could be as a as an organizer? It seems like the answer is almost absolutely yes, right? If I have if yeah. I have no social media presence, I I ask myself that a lot too. I ask myself that a lot too, and the and and the truth of it, I know we have these conversations. Is I'm I'm not entirely too sure what what it, what opportunities you're missing in today's day and age. What I do know for a fact though is that it is not a it is not a, a determinant to success um i do think that there are people who become successful who have a a very minor participation in it but i do think that it serves relevancy when it comes to the form of a marketing tool and then we start talking about you know what what is what is authentic and genuine to market you know and 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 not necessarily falling into the same marketing tricks and traps that a lot of people on social media use now, you know, the purchasing of likes, the purchasing of followers, um, regurgitating, um, regurgitating similar content, just, just, uh, off the hopes of, of, of clout and click baiting and things of that nature. So there's definitely a more, a more perverse way of doing that of marketing in that way, but, at the same time, brother, I think it's super important for all of us to be our biggest PR machines. You know, I think that's the beautiful thing of of, so, of social media is that you can take control of what your narrative and image and presence is online. Um, I, for one, personally um, try to focus that on um, on my work with the foundation and the information that I share or in the information that I find relevant. That is my focus on occupying that space of social media and then use utilizing platforms that um, allow for that to, 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 you know, ring out in the loudest rooms that I can. Um, anything other than that, I find not to be very much into 
you know, my personal life is is I read, bro. I read. I hang out with family. It's boring. I don't see the the. I don't feel compelled to document my life in that manner unless it's for a spread of information, the work that we're doing here, and um, helping people. Doesn't feel like motivation, dude. You don't want to show, you know, all the stuff that you got where you're accomplishing to motivate everybody else. <laughs> nah, B. No one gets to look in the kitchen. <laughs> they don't get to look at the kitchen except here on the all the way live except, podcast except here bro except here real talk that's well, like the value of this podcast that this is the kitchen this is the kitchen. <laughs> kitchen welcome to the kitchen god damn it you're gonna add that to the intro that's the intro welcome to the kitchen where we cooking cooking cook a batch of that truth indeed cooking up cooking up to kick a batch of that truth it's we're running an experiment right now you know, in terms of finding out what is the right distance of relationship to have with social media and to have a podcast and to understand the value of a following. This is our, this is our experiment into seeing what that looks like for people who aren't, um, who aren't necessarily, um, who aren't necessarily, you know, who don't spend too much time on those platforms. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see. Um, it's a social experiment. It's a social experiment for sure. Yeah. Yep. If I can, if I can grab it off the backboard, because mm-hmm. I think this blends well into conversation with strangers. Get them. What would you like this segment to be? Uh. I think it can be, I think it can be anything. I mean, I've got, a, I've got, it can be a conversation like that you have with a stranger, but it could also, I mean, in COVID sometimes that's difficult, but it can also just be like a space you were in a conversation that maybe you weren't a part of, but that you heard, or somebody was telling you something. I just wanted to be some type of input from like the outside world. You know what I mean? That has nothing to do with the podcast or like, you know, preferably not anything that has anything super to do with like uh, current events either. Just some random outside world stuff. We're jumping around, but you were supposed to tell me a story. I was supposed to stumble upon. upon. I stumble yeah. upon. So forgive me. No, you're good. You're good. So um, <laughs> bless you. Yeah. Thank you. And there are a lot of there are a lot of topics that we might touch and touch upon like later in different parts of the story. So I had I had to move my entire music library, twenty thousand songs, right? Mm. From Google Music to iTunes because Google Music, Google Play Music closed and it became YouTube music, which is AS. Yeah. I don't know if I've said that on this podcast before, but I should yeah. We know the podcast does I feel about it. All right. So I had to I had to do all that, which was like it was a lot. You know what I mean? Just to even upload mm-hmm. twenty thousand songs means your computer has to sit in one place kind of undisturbed oh, for a long charged. time. Yeah, charged for a long time. Um and do the things. You gotta monitor it, it's a lot. But in doing all that, I needed something to watch. And I was like, All right, well, let's see what I'm gonna find on Netflix. Um, so I went on Netflix and I stumbled upon, mm-hmm. uh, I forget the actual name of the show, but it's like Leia Rami 
Scientology and the aftermath. Oh, Leah Remini. Yeah, Remini. My bad. But yes. Have you seen that shit? No, but I saw her interview with Joe Rogan on uh she had a few uh she had a spot on Joe Rogan and she's she's been a, a proponent of anti Scientology, but how's the what'd you think? Bruh. <laughs> Talk to me. It's they are like jamming. Can you hear that? Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. They turn it down. That's what happens in the hood when uh when Trump doesn't get reelected. Yeah, yeah. Noise for days. Are they is this stationary? Are you driving, sir? <laughs> this, this is... Oh, okay. Is this for everybody? Is this for me? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Bruh, cause I'm in the. It happens a lot with cars coming by, but that's that might. I don't know what that was. That might have been a car or somebody crap. Anyway, um, <laughs> Leah Remini, bro, it's deeply sad, right? It is. Mm. It is deeply. It is deeply sad. But I found myself watching a lot of it, like just in the background as I'm organizing music. I'm also like, because when it took it off of Google Music, where I had organized it, it took away all the artwork all the proper identification the from the track so now every track it. is you know money bag yo underscore underscore feet underscore dollar sign you know lil yeah. underscore baby dot mp3 like i gotta change some of those right i can't jiggy you to this <laughs> but about four episodes in they were explaining how they won't they keep you there but they don't like, you know what I mean? It's just like, you can run away, but you just gotta, it's not, they're not gonna shoot you or kill you if you run away. Yeah, but they'll scorn you. But they'll scorn you. And I'm listening to it and I'm, and us in a ugly, ugly voice popped in the back of my head and said, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> that sounds like a choice. But what's, but what's fucked up when you think about it is that um, they're raising kids in this. Like, kids are born into this mm -hmm. and just thinking mm -hmm. from rip, like, boom. This is this is You're saving the world. You're one of the few. Like, there is there is nothing else, right? No exposure to anything. Yeah. And it, it just, it was just very interesting to just, to just watch this and to see all the ways in which Scientology indoctrinates people and keeps them away from outside influences. And it was just really striking. To, it was, it was, I mean, I ended up watching at least one season of the show because it was an interesting, my brain keeps going back and forth from watching it and just being like, this shit is nuts. But then like yeah. having these deep thoughts about like, well, in the same way that Scientology continues to feed you and string you along on a particular belief system while our algorithms yes. of our devices do a very similar like where thing, are you going right like the media that we watch does a very similar thing and yeah. i mean i think this touches upon a lot that we've talked about in this episode but like being right on accident in some cases or you know the neutrality of if you're misinformed and you just happen to believe the right thing or the wrong thing like what's the difference between those things is your actions, right? And so it's just yeah. like, I'm, so I'm going back and forth and having these like crazy thoughts about how in an extreme sense, you could think of two party ideology, you could think of 
other different religions. You could think of other aspects of like the way that people identify uh, as indoctrination and of, of a very similar sort. And it was just kind of like a really good balance of like, but also hold up, Where I gotta watch this because she just got in the trunk and like she's escaping, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was a good show. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong about some things, but that's how I know I'm not, that's how I know I'm not Scientology wrong. Cause I know I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'll, it touches on the question of, of indoctrination. And that's why I was like, I like where you're going with it because there is a big conversation to be had on the fact that a lot of us believe what we believe for the fact that we were told that this is what we have to believe. Oh, I went to church. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so the feeling of being right, you're not wrong in the sense that you definitely believe you're right, but also being objective is to understand that you're right because you have been told that you're right. Not necessarily that that is the truth. And the truth of it is, is that everybody, at least what I see from the truth is that there's a lot of right and wrong in a lot of these different indoctrinations and it's, and it's up to a conscious mind to, to explore those things and create a reality for themselves that is boundless of whatever indoctrination one can have. And that's the part of religion that that, Say that I again? get a question. Ah, uh, it's gone now, pimping. Ah, oh, you had it. It's like the, it's like the responsibility of every of every person is to figure out the balance. Damn, you killed that. Whatever. I hope y'all was thinking. Yeah, that. but but real, oh yeah, but like it's 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 our duty. It's it's everyone's individual journey to to swim by those indoctrinations to create a reality for themselves and and i and i'd like to think that that's where i'm at with it you know which actually by not believing in a lot of religions that actually allows me to accept a lot of religions i can go to church and pray with people in church even though i'm not entirely fully in agreement with the whole construct but that to me is a space for me to meditate and instead of praying to a particular name or whatever i take that as a space of people who are concerning a different type of energy and frequency and i can then you know relate my own frequency and energy into whatever i believe in and i feel that way about different churches uh, churches and religions and whatever the case is is trying to find where i exist amongst those um uh, in that world yeah man it's a trip i um yeah i thank you for sharing that it really it really made me think about so i went to church today um, yeah, and I was I was asked to go uh, by a, a colleague of mine who's a pastor, and who I get along with very well. Um, and I was there, and I realized I hadn't even thought about going to church since like this one day in college where you came in my room and you were like, "Bruh, we're going to church." And I was like, what? And you were like, we're going to church in like 30 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, nigga, <laughs> what? Church. And I was like, okay, cool. Cool. We got to get ready for church. Got to go. Oh, whatever. And it just made me realize that like, I'm in this conflicted space because it was, 
they did the thing where they um I've been to church. I was raised in a black church. So they always mm. do the call for the call for if you like to Oh be yeah, saved. yeah, the 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 guests. Yeah, you know, if you like to be saved, if you like to make this your church, he looking dead at me. <laughs> if you like to make this your church. I just got here. I don't know all the members. <laughs> I just, it's it's messed up because I do know all the members cuz I've been the church is where I do the food pantry. But not like really though. Like I kind of know the members. No, I need to I know, know them on all. an intimate level. I know them all, and they know me. He's like, if you would like to make this your church, and I looked at him, and I was like, nigga, you don't know me. <laughs> uh, I was like, nigga, you don't know me, bro. Before you start asking me, dog, you don't know me. I appreciate the gesture. This is beautiful. It's a beautiful day. It's a lovely day. Um, but. So two things I want to say about that experience is it was if I was going to join a church again, it would be that church because it was this this service. Unfortunately, is probably one of the last ones that they'll be able to do outdoors because the Chicago weather ain't going to have that for much longer. Mm. But mm. we're sitting there amongst the grass and the they have like a very small band. Uh, the pastor's daughter is a part of it. She is singing her ass off like they are. It's a small it's like. 40 people, but they are all just, you know, people that I, that I know and see, and they are just also like lifted up by this and I'm sitting and I'm sitting in it. And it's reminding me of black church as a, as a little kid when I was still, you know, so uh, like, I don't want to say I was like a Jesus kid, but like I, I, when I went to church, I did feel that. And I was like, damn, felt you the know, I felt the energy and I felt that the church was a safe space whole wholeheartedly. Right. Now that changed over the years, but to be in a very emotionally safe space to feel like that um, and to be there, it would just made me realize that I'm in this tough place. And especially when he was like, if you would like to join this church, I was like, damn, I, I mean, if I was going to join the church, I would. But it also brought me to this point where, and as you alluded to, right, using that space for meditation, um, I'm in a strange place where I feel like my relationship with whatever God is, the higher power of the universe has been not always, but at least recently, so healthy when I've taken responsibility for that connection myself. Yeah. Right. And it's, and I find myself, even as somebody who was raised in a black church and who loves so much of that tradition, I find it difficult to relinquish control of that connection to my beliefs, to my higher power, to anybody mm -hmm. else again. You know what I mean? Because I do feel spiritually connected on a daily basis. I do my own version of like meditating or praying or whatever, but like just being present and being grateful and just, mm -hmm. you know, being humble and, and just trying to take a moment to be connected with the universe and be thankful for my breath, be thankful for like Life. water that I drink. Yeah, everything. Um, and that has been so fulfilling to me that it's weird to just be like considering or to have been put in a position to consider like, you know, let me guide your spiritual it. journey now. Yeah. Christ and God and all that shit again. You know what I mean? And it's like... I don't know if that's where I'm trying to go with that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know if that's the direction 
I'm trying to go with that. It gets deeper for me, dude, as an African, and I'm sure you know it resonates for 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 you and, and many other Africans as well. Is that um, you know I think it's always important to take um, to take things as they are. You know the fact that religions, especially those that stem from from uh from 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 early jewish religions they all there's a certain window of time that they that they all satisfy and their purpose is also very much the same um there has to be and now we're talking about the successful um the successful drive of religions why some religions have succeeded and why others haven't we're getting to talk about which religions focused on missionary work which was the spreading of the, which is the spreading of religion which is not not necessarily that wasn't necessarily the norm for um for for a very long time when you talk about animism and and poly poly polyatheism where polyamory? you know <laughs> polyamory could be your religion i mean look dude you can do whatever you want but um with those two things um with those two types of religions, which were the earlier religions, there was not so much a focus on missionary work. A lot of those religions were very localized and they, they really moved to satisfy um, local needs. For instance, if uh, you lived in a place where there was a waterfall, you'd have to pray to the waterfall God for the waterfall to drop on a certain day. That That is the religion of that area. Now, if you try to export that religion outside of that area, it won't necessarily resonate. And as the world continued to become more connected in its trade and its commerce and the sizes of communities and organizations kept on increasing the necessity for a the necessity for um, a spiritual guidance that was more omnipresent and 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 answered more questions became more relevant because that would then be able to encompass a lot more people so the intention of things is always very important to look at you know despite despite how spiritually spiritually satisfying they are right now the intention of things in the manner which is delivered and the packaging which it comes with who it comes with at the timing that it comes with a lot of that stuff is very um a lot of that stuff is very important and so as an african it's very difficult for me to be able to digest this type of spiritual food given the fact that one it is not it, it's not relevant necessarily to the 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 ground in which i come from um it was delivered by the same hand that would beat me and also the same people that invested in its missionary work are the same people that oppressed my people so it's just very difficult to digest that spoon of information and it you know full circle again it's all about indoctrination it, 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 it gets us talking about indoctrination and what we believe and what we don't believe and the contradictions that are within that and a a a higher thinking mind looks to accept and assume those those faults in religion but still look for the the higher meaning in this whole life thing. yeah that's deep bro and i think something that as i've tried to develop my own sense of mm. you know connection with whatever i feel you know is responsible for creation and the life I live. Um, it's been really interesting just to like try and build that connection and then also realize 
even as an individual person, right? I'm not about to go on a crusade like the Church of Miles, no. goddammit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Hallelujah. But even in even in giving advice, right? Like even in just like having not even like kind of um what I'll call semi-spiritual conversations with people, right? I try and keep in mind that I'm a low anxiety person, mm. right? I'm a, um, it's very easy for me to have faith in the world because I, I've, I've been forced to do so in so many cases and I died, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's for better or worse, whether it was a smart decision or not, I've left my life in the hands of faith. Chance. And, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and so it's easy for me to feel like everything past a certain point is extra. You know what I mean? The fact that I wake up and do what I love and get paid for it and help people and talk to my brother and talk to my family. And mm. you know what I mean? Like get to do like trunk parties for kids as a part of my job. And then people turn around and go, good job for that. Like, it's very easy for me to, to, to say, just trust the process, baby. Just have yeah. faith. Just give it, just, just water. Just have just water and trap music, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I try and keep that in mind when I'm talking to people, because as you said, right, not whether somebody is able to digest the advice, mm -hmm. the information, the spiritual guidance that you give them depends on their experience and depends on their mm -hmm. readiness for that and what stage they are in life. You know what I mean? And so always being conscious of being prescriptive about what you do for somebody else is, is rarely going to have the Dangerous. same effect, um, which doesn't mean don't have conversations and don't share your experiences and what you do with people. But it, it speaks to that. I, I don't ever try to indoctrinate anybody. And I, and I think yeah. it's very important to say that this podcast is not trying to like, you know, tell people to think a certain way. If anything, it's, it's, Think however Expo you want. Exposing how we think. Yeah. Let's make it a safe space to express how we think. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So do you, be you, and uh, encourage others to, to, to be the best version of themselves um, and try and root your advice in that, right? Don't try and make other people who are struggling into the best version of you, you know? Hey, bro, someone sounds like they've been talking to a therapist I've been just talking to you for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you really feel about that? No, nah, and I think that's a, that's a beautiful that's a beautiful energy that's a beautiful um, cliff note and, and energy to 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 put a to put a, a solid bow on it. And I think we even ran through all of these topics. So how do you feel about the how do you feel about this new structure? I like it. I like it. I think. Uh... I think there's a balance to be struck where we can open it up casual mess around for a little bit get into the dap up and then break down the topics i think that works because mm. i want to give them a, even a little bit more energy before we get before That's the structure exact. and then lay it all the way out um i think it's good bro i think i think i, I felt good about it going through it how'd you feel yeah, man. I think the flow is definitely there. Um, I look, I look forward to to listening back to it tomorrow. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. 
What a time. What a time. Wow. Uh, anything else that we need to talk about? Any music? Any, any, anything? We touched King Vaughn. We touched on King Vaughn. We touched on... I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've been I've been out of touch with with music right now. Uh, um, yeah, I've I've been I've been disconnected for the for the weekend, so I'm gonna have to double back and and see what's there. But we can make provision for that on um on 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 this uh on this on this program of ours. All right. Well, it's all good. Straight like that. Listen, mm-hmm. listen. Hug a black child. <laughs> Consensually, please. <laughs> please. That's why we a team, baby. That's why we a team. Yeah. <laughs> don't just go. Don't just encourage everybody to go hug black children. Hey, man, listen. Hug, hug someone that needs to be loved. Please share love with someone that needs to be that needs love shared with them, even if you don't think they deserve it. It's not your call. Word, word. And uh, I know, in a lot of ways, it being November getting through the election. This feels like the close of a chapter, but it's the beginning. It's the beginning of an opportunity. You know what I mean? The, like, <laughs> if you were working, if you were working hard for what you believe in with Trump as the president, please, 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 please keep energy. working that hard. Yes, please keep working that hard. Please keep that same energy. Cause we can, we can, we can make moves now. We got some little room mm-hmm. to breathe. Um, mm-hmm. And we have people that will listen to reason at the very least, whether or not they will act in accordance w- remains to be seen, mm. but please keep shooting. Please keep taking care of yourself. Mm. Please keep loving on your family members, find ways to stay in touch and make this holiday season as fun as possible. Indeed. You know what I mean? Like it's getting darker earlier on this side. It's getting, uh, there ain't no leaves on the trees. Ain't gonna be too much more of this yellow and orange beautifulness. So it's really gonna be a time to to, to double down, get cozy with yourself, get cozy with your peoples. Like, take care of yourself. Mental health is so important. Um, so important. Yeah. Next episode, we're gonna talk about how I stumbled upon how damn near all melanated people need more Sunny D. Y'all need Sunny D. You need it. Get your sunshine, get a supplement. But uh, we'll yeah. talk more about that on the next episode. Look, I've been rambling, and I know. Mm-hmm. I know. We know. We know. We know. Y'all got too many options when it comes There's a lot, dude. Too many options, bro. It's a whole sea. There's a lot. It's a whole ocean out mm. there. But you know what? It's one or two mm. people that chose to rock with us. And we appreciate mm. y'all. No, definitely. Appreciate y'all rocking with all the way live because this is live in the sense that we are celebrating life live in the sense that we are celebrating celebrating we are celebrating black people we are celebrating that old orange homeboy is about to lose his job is about to lose his job hey and with that energy with that love peace water we gone